to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. We're going to start off with a lot, a lot of sadness by acknowledging several celebrity deaths, and there were a lot, and mm-hmm. they were all young. Um, Kelly Preston, who was in Jerry Maguire from Dust Till Dawn, Twins, For the Love of the Game, and Battlefield Earth. She's like, what, why did you mention Battlefield Earth? Yeah, she's uh, like, mention a view from the top, please. But um, she was also married to John Travolta since 1991, and they were the prince and princess of Scientology, pretty much. Tom Cruise is the king. Um, She died at only 57 from breast cancer. She was battling breast cancer for two years and kept it very quiet. So um, her death was a shock because nobody knew she was sick. Mm -hmm. Um, Benjamin Keough, who was Lisa Marie Presley and Danny Keough's son, he was also Elvis's grandson, um, Priscilla Presley's grandson, Riley Keough's brother. He died by suicide at 27. Zinzi Mandela, she was an activist, um, South Africa's ambassador to Denmark and Nelson Mandela's youngest daughter. She died at the age of 59. We don't know her cause of death yet. Grant Imahara was a visual effects engineer and he was on the show Mythbusters. He yeah. died at just 49 from a brain aneurysm. Yeah, and cool. Naya Rivera, who was easily the best thing about Glee, she played Santana Lopez. She went missing last week during a boat trip with her four-year-old son at a lake outside of Los Angeles. They found her body this week, and authorities say there was a lot of strong currents the day she went missing, and she and her son were swimming when their boat drifted away. So she quickly um, put her son safely back on the boat. He's okay. And then she drowned. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very awful. It's very sad. She was 33. Yeah. So all of them were very young. Mm -hmm. And may they all rest in peace. Yeah. It's been a very, very sad week. And it didn't feel like every day you were like waking up and you would see a new person, like a new name. Yeah. Like it was... Yeah, every day there seemed to be a new name, and it's just got... Yeah, it's very sad. So we're going to now talk about a story that I wrote about on the site Delisted. And when I was writing this on Friday night, Mm -hmm. this story took up seven of the ten trending topics on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, no. It was like, I'm like, really? I mean, we're all bored. Yeah. And Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith gave us a scandal, finally. It's true. And also, we got a meme within, I feel like, the story hit, and then, like, six seconds later, Will Smith's face became a meme. Yeah, they're quick. It was a quick turnaround time. I applaud them for it. I mean, we're all at home, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, the players in this story are Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and August Alsina. So, August Alsina... He's an RB singer songwriter. He's about 20 years younger than Jada. She's 48, he's 27. So last month he did an interview with Angela Yee and he claimed that he and Jada had an affair and Will gave his blessing. So August said that Will was okay with it because uh, Will and Jada's marriage had transformed to a life partnership. He said that he was in love with her and gave himself to the relationship. Uh, He never said anything bad about Will and Jada, but uh, Jada's rep denied it, saying that what he said wasn't true. Mm -hmm. So that's that. That happened last month. So Will and Jada, they've been married since 1997. 
And for years, there's been rumors about, you know, them splitting up, them being Scientologists, Will being gay, Jada being a lesbian, them being swingers, and them (laughs) having an open marriage. So they either deny it or laugh it off. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this time they got serious and they took it to the red table. And you know they're serious because they brought it to the table. When they bring it to the table, it is more than serious. So Red Table Talk is Jada's interview show for Facebook, and she gets deep. So the newest episode was uh, Jada and Will and just Jada and Will at the Red Table, sitting across from each other. And they talked all about August's claims. So Jada started off the episode by denying that she ever denied what August said. So somebody's getting fired because she said like she never denied it, that she, you know, she didn't really want to talk about it. Do you know, do you think somebody's getting fired or do you think she really did deny it and then was like, everybody on the internet kind of brought up all the open marriage rumors and she's like, okay, I think we need to, I think we need to take this in a different direction. Or do you think she really was just like her publicist went ahead and released a statement and she was like, no, no, no. I mean, if her publicist did that, her publicist is getting fired, right? I mean, in this economy, that's that's a that's a decision. Yeah, it is a decision. So she admitted to having what she called, and she called this she called it this a couple of times, an entanglement. Like <laughs> Disney, uh-huh. Disney's entanglement. Well, like her coochie was entangled with that dick. That's what it really was. But she kept calling it an entanglement, and I think even entanglement trended. <laughs> Trended. Oh, it definitely did. So Jada says it all began four years ago. Four, four and a half years ago. August was a friend of their son, Jaden Smith, who was around 18 at the time. And August was like 23 and Jada was 44. Okay. So also, yikes, because Jaden is 18. So it's like, it's kind of like, regardless of how old he was. It, that's your that's your 18 Yeah, this is skeezy. This yeah, is totally a, skeezy. This is a little skeezy. And it gets skeezier. So August became a very close family friend. Uh-huh. And they wanted to help him because he was in a bad way, both physically and mentally. Now, August, he's been to the red table before. I think it was on a couple uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, uh, or maybe it was longer than that. I don't remember. But he talked about his addiction to Percocet and how he has an autoimmune disease. So Jada wanted to help him and ended up helping herself to that dick. And they both, uh, oh, and the, um, Jada and Will kept calling him Og through the whole thing. Ugh, I don't like that. Yeah, Og. Don't give him a nickname. Don't give him a nickname. We, <laughs> so, don't know, we, don't need to, we don't need to know the cute nickname that you had. Yeah, we don't need to know those details. So at the same time that Jada was getting close to August... Will dumped her and wanted them to do their own thing. He says they separated and that he felt like they could have, they could be done, done, like forever. So there was a divorce rumor about them around that time, but they denied it. Yeah. Like, Michael, could you say that Will no longer wanted to get jiggy with Jada? I would never say that because I'm, I (laughs) I don't want to think about that song. (laughs) I know, but I would. So she says she then began an entanglement, and she's that word again. Will, like, Will, when she said it the second time, Will corrected her and said, and called it a relationship. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. As far as what? You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened. 
Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes, it was a relationship. Absolutely. Like, he's not wrong. No, I mean, the, uh, entanglement sounds like, I don't know, cutesy and I don't know. Entanglement sounds like something that you need infusium leave-in conditioner for to help get the comb through. Yeah. It sounds like a condition. <laughs> like, oh, I've got entanglement. I have to work on this these split ends. So she admits she had a thing with August, but says that Will never gave August permission because the only one who can do that is her. So Jada thinks August said that because she was split up from Will. I mean, this is, was kind of a reach on her part, but that she was split up from Will at the time and he didn't want people to think he's a homewrecker, which she right. says he's not. Mm-hmm. So Will then like asked Jada why she got with August and she said that she wanted to feel good <laughs> and it's been a long time since she felt good. So she wanted that young dick is yeah. what it came down to. Mm-hmm. And she also got something out of helping August to heal through, you know, to heal through what he was going through. It's a very help me help you situation. More help me. Help my coochie. More of that. Help me get off while I help you do some healing. Yes. Will called it a transgression, but she corrected him. And said that she doesn't see it as a transgression. So it was that part, like that part, the entanglement part where he corrected her and the transgression part like was awkward. I feel like that husband, like I'm with you at the press conference. <laughs> I'm that husband, I'm with, now I got to be with you at the press conference <laughs> while you like tell the world uh, about your transgressions. <laughs> Like I love, I love my baby. I'm gonna stand by my baby no matter what. Well, you know, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely understand um, mm-hmm. why it would look that way or feel that way. But I actually don't look at it as a transgression at all. Through that particular journey, I learned so much mm-hmm. about myself and was able to really confront a lot of emotional immaturity, mm-hmm. emotional insecurity, mm-hmm. and I was really able to do some really deep healing. Mm-hmm. It's the Red Table Talk version of Friends, We Were on a Break. It's like, we were entangled. No, this was a transgression. This was a relationship. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't. <laughs> we were just entangled. And she didn't say how long. Like, she didn't say, like, August in his interview. Like 12 inches? Said, yeah, 12 inches. But um, she didn't say, like, how long 12 inches? She and Will were split up. Sorry, I, keep, like, I, I wanted you to pick up that how long joke that I was trying to... Oh, yeah, I picked it up. You're like, I picked it up and I put it back on the ground. I didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> no, I picked it up and I sat on it, is what I did. But I'm a professional, so I kept going. So, <laughs> so she didn't say, like, she, August, when he did his interview, he said years. Mm-hmm. They kind of had a thing. So Will and Jada didn't give, him, give us much of a timeline. But... um. But I guess August at one point realized that Jade and Will were going to get back together. So he ghosted her. And Mm -hmm. they haven't spoken that much since. And then Will and Jada got back together. And of course, they're now stronger, all caps, stronger than ever, and have gotten, you know, to a new place of unconditional love. Right. 
And then, so it ended with Will joked that he was going to get Jada back. And she joked that he already has. So this brought up Margot Robbie because in 2013, there was a rumor that Will had an affair with Margot Robbie while they filmed Focus together. Which, do you believe that? Because I always sure, felt like a really, I, I mean, I guess it always felt like a really weird pairing to me. Yeah, I, I can believe that. I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. I mean, in the context of this, yes, it, things I will happened. believe it. Yeah, I will believe it. So they ended, Jaden and Will ended the episode by chanting together. We ride together. We, we die, die together. together. Bad, Bad marriage for, for life. <laughs> I mean, oh they, they should have cut that. <laughs> yeah. Where was the editor when that was happening? And August hasn't really said anything about Jada's Red Table talk. So, mm-hmm. But the whole episode, it felt like a therapy session where Jada was both the therapist and the client. And Will <laughs> yeah. was like the client who could not wait to get out of there. Like he looked sad. He looked uncomfortable. Yeah, it felt like a court mandated therapy session where he was just checking his watch being like, okay, are we done? Can you sign off on this now? Yeah, it was. You could tell he was un- uncomfortable, and the, like the way that Jada talks, you can tell she's been to a lot of rich lady retreats. Mm-hmm. Because like, the episode was thirteen minutes long; it wasn't that long, and she used the word journey five times and the word healing six times. That that's a lot of like everything was like healing my journey. <laughs> it's like oh my god. She's like my journey to the center of his girth. Yes, his 12 inches or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, though, the whole time that they're talking about transgressions, like, obviously, Will and Jada, like, art-directed this conversation themselves, which, I mean, yeah, it was, like, a mess. But it was very on-brand for them. I'll say that. You think? It felt on-brand, well, it felt on-brand for Jada. Yes, it was very on-brand. I mean, it was just, that's how her Red Table Talk episodes go. Like I, I was, I was missing the fact that her mom wasn't there. I wanted to know what Adrian had to say, but whatever, we'll save that for next time, I guess. The sequel, yeah, yeah. But um, every time they said like transgression, it felt like they were kind of dancing around the truth of it, which is the only transgression to me was that Jada got with somebody who couldn't keep his mouth shut. That's what, well, what my theory is, because, you know, I know them so well. Of course, you're close friends with them. Very close friends. You know, I think that, like, I do think that they have an open marriage. I think so, too, and that's fine. But I think their rule, like many people have open marriages, is, like, you can only kind of fuck around with the person. Don't get feelings. And she probably got feelings and had an entanglement, you know, with August, a relationship, and that, like, caused problems in her marriage because will like like i said he seemed hurt and like he wasn't completely buying what jada was saying and he's probably sitting there like i am will smith i am a movie star and because my wife got sloppy i have to sit here and talk about my personal life on facebook yeah. like not even hulu netflix not even not stars even YouTube. not even YouTube. not even youtube facebook <laughs> but what do you think I, yeah, I think that, 
Mm, yeah, yeah, I think, I think they with, just made up the whole separation thing. Yeah, I think I'm with you where it's like they definitely have an open marriage, but they for some reason they don't want to admit that they have an open marriage. But maybe that's because like pe- some people will think that it's like like weird or yeah, like, people probably would. Yeah, I guess because like Will Smith is like family friendly, you know, like he is getting jiggy with it. So I think that like maybe like to protect their like brand, they're like, okay, we have like a good marriage. We like can have sex on the side with whoever we want, but nobody needs to know that. And yeah, they obviously needed to implement some kind of pretty woman, no kissing on the mouth rule. Yeah, they probably, maybe they do. And then she fucked it up. She, you know, she She got into a relationship. She kissed on the mouth, if you will. Yeah. But with, but with that being said, she is wrong because August her son's friend not in a good place and she thought it would be a good idea to like have an entanglement with him just after splitting up with her husband of many many years yeah that's not right like yeah anybody could have told her it wasn't going to end well it's like a demented dying young (laughs) i mean he's weak he's vulnerable and like she basically used him woo would never Okay, so moving on from one couple whose relationship was in trouble, but not in trouble. It's stronger than ever. Bad marriage for life. To uh, a couple whose marriage is kind of going through a bad, definitely going through a bad spot right now. So Kanye West last week announced that he was going to be running for president and not president of heaven, which is God's job, which Kanye would have, you know, easily been able to take over for because he is God. And so he's he says he's running for president in the 2020 election, which is you right know, now. Like, yeah, check. <laughs> I'm looking at my fake watch on my wrist right now. It's happening right now. So um, he announced this in an interview with Forbes. So it's important to keep in mind, Kanye West hasn't filed uh, the papers for his candidacy yet, and he has missed the deadline in several states, which means that if he does actually get his papers filed. Uh, he won't be on the ballot for some states. Yeah, so he's not going to win. No. Well, Even if he was on the on the states, he probably, well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows, Michael? This is a upside down world we're living in. So at the very least, if, you know, you live in a state where Kanye West was able to file his papers, uh, he will not be running under Republican or Democrat. He'll be running under something called the birthday party because it will be everyone's birthday when Kanye is, wins. Is Chuck E. Cheese his running mate? Well, I mean, Chuck E. Cheese doesn't have anything better to do. Yeah, and he's he the bankrupt. king of birthdays. It's true. And he likes, well, I was going to say he likes entertaining, and this is not really that entertaining. No, this is not watch. entertaining. <laughs> so, Unless you like to cry while while watching. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese is conflicted. Like, he knows he needs to get out there and keep working, but he's not sure if this is the way to do it. Anyway, so um, during the interview, so Kanye talks a lot of politics. He also talks a lot of about God and whatnot, which, you know, we all know Kanye is a a born-again Christian now. Um, So he talked about Donald Trump, and he said that he's no longer a fan of Trump. We all know that he was, like, uh, best friends with Trump for a while, which was really weird. And the reason that he's not a Trump fan anymore is because, um, to quote Kanye, he didn't like that Trump hid in the bunker. So you know how there was, like, that rumor? um, The Black Lives Matter protesters and that they were going to storm the White House or some shit. Yeah, and, like, Trump got scared and he hid the bunker. So Kanye didn't like that he hid in the bunker. So he also said that he owned a mega hat because he liked the Trump hotels, which, I mean, that... That's a reason to own a mega hat, right? Is he's like a hotel? Yeah. Well, according to Kanye, it is. Um, 
Kanye talked about his candidacy. He said that he wants to model America after the fictional nation of Wakanda from okay. the movie Black Panther, which was mm-hmm. not a documentary. Yeah. Um, we also learned that Kanye is anti-vaccination, which mm-hmm. to me, I know that some people were kind of shocked at that. That's not shocking to me because the Kardashians are an unrestrained virus that continues to multiply. So it yeah, makes sense. That that's be, very correct. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's also against. Well, abortion. to me, he's against, you know, he's going to say whatever he can to get attention. Because if he said, I'm for vaccinations, that wouldn't really get much attention. So if yeah. he says, I'm anti-vax, I'm, you know, against abortion, he's going to get a lot of attention. Yeah, if, for sure. Yeah. He To say he's against abortion, he said that he's against Planned Parenthood. He said something about Planned Parenthood being, you know, their CEO is the devil. I'm paraphrasing, of course. He didn't say it like that. He also says he's against chemicals, which, I mean, that's a big question mark. That's a pretty large umbrella. He's married to a chemical. Yeah, she's like a living, breathing chemical. I'm pretty sure she's on the periodic table at this point. Yeah. So he, Kanye also swears that he's not mentally unwell, because obviously all of this sounds like, you know, we know that Kanye has a history with, you know, a mental illness struggle so he's like yeah he's bipolar yes and he's uh you know he said before he doesn't like being on medication because he doesn't feel like he's creative yeah so he's not on medication now but he's again he swears that this is like totally fine so he also said that he got corona uh but that he's recovered so right that i mean that i believe that could that could have been possible so i mean who knows yeah yeah (laughs) you you have no idea you have no idea really who's to say where did he get his where did he get his coronavirus test from? If he doesn't like believe in like vaccinations or clinics or chemicals, who performed that test? It's a mystery. Chris Jenner, perhaps I don't know. So TMZ says what it kind of feels like might be the truth, which is that Kanye is kind of going through a bipolar episode right now, yeah. and a source that spoke to People uh, on behalf of Kim Kardashian also acknowledges that he might be kind of, you know, riding like a manic high right now, but also that she's not worried because usually they work through these things together. Oh God, she doesn't give a shit. She really doesn't. Also, it's like, oh, we work through these things together. Okay, sure, that's fine. But usually when people like are working through a manic episode, they're not going to Forbes and doing an interview where they're like, hi, I am running for the, I'm running for president. I'm running on the ticket of the birthday party. Like, that doesn't usually happen. That's where you should be worried. But- and also, like, he's in Wyoming. She's in Los Angeles. How is she going to help him? Like, what yeah. she needs to do is take him to the red table. Well, they they would never sit at a red table. It had to be, like, a crew. Yeah. They'd have to paint an A crew, the A crew table. Red is too, it's too gaudy. Too gaudy, yeah. It, it's probably too cheap for them, too. They're like, that table is disgusting. So here's the thing about a Kanye West presidency. So... Some people are kind of for it. Like, for example, Chance the Rapper at one point in time was like, when when I say one point in time, I mean like for like a blip, like two seconds. He was like, why not Kanye West? And then everybody jumped into his mentions being like, oh, here's why not Kanye West. And he sort of took it back. So, but there's still people that are into it. Now, the polling and market research uh, organization, Redfield Wilton Strategy, Oh, Redfield and Wilton <laughs> strategies. You did better than me. I would have butchered the hell out of that. So they put out a figure on Kanye's current uh, success as a candidate. He's polling at 2%. And it's funny because 2% is also the percentage of Kim Kardashian's body that isn't plastic. 
No, Thank, no, that's zero percent. <laughs> I know two percent's high. There's a two percent margin of error in my calculations yeah. here. So and two percent yeah. voting for Kanye is way. It's two percent too high. That's that's people who are so uneducated on the issues, and they're like, Kanye, who now? No, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I didn't hear you. It's a phone thing. They're like, I didn't hear you, but okay, that one. So to compare it, Joe Biden is pulling at about 48%, while Trump is pulling at 40%. So 2% isn't, it's not good. It's not a good number. No, but it's still more than I would think. It honestly should be like 0. 0.00000001. Yeah, it should just be like all the numbers are like 48%, 40%, and Kanye like snowballs chance in hell. Yeah. Just a word. But I mean, you don't know, Michael. You don't know. That's true. Because it's like when Trump, you know, when Trump ran, and I I still believe the rumor that he only ran because he wanted to like boost his profile so he could get more money from NBC to do Celebrity Apprentice. And then he won. And nobody, like, nobody thought he had a chance in hell. Well, Well, a lot of people didn't think he had a chance in hell. And then he won. So President Kanye... And First Lady Kim could happen, but probably not. Because I before we started recording, I read an interview at New York Magazine with Steve Kramer. So Steve Kramer is a vote specialist, and he helps candidates get on um, the ballot. So Kanye's campaign hired him to try to get Kanye on the ballots in Florida and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Steve later followed up with New York Magazine and said that Kanye is out of the race. But Kanye hasn't officially said he's out of the race. But we, I mean, it's obvious. Isn't it? It's obvious. <laughs> he, it's obvious he was never in the race. Yeah, he was like he was sitting on the bleachers, being like, "Where's this? Where's the starting line to this race? I'll get there eventually." Yeah, but I mean. Again, it's like, what if, what if like everyone says like Kanye's not running for president? Like he's not, he hasn't registered, whatever. But what if he like really believes that he's running for president, Michael? And what will happen? <laughs> like, what, will what do happen? you mean? Like, what if he, what if he like actually starts campaigning, even though like everyone is like, Kanye, you need to like register. You're not on ballots. And he's like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Like, I got this. I'm going to win. Or he'll <laughs> tell us all to write him in. That's what I mean. And then oh, like, God. what happens if like people start writing him in? I mean, then you know what? I get launched into the sun. I beg NASA to take all my money and launch me into the sun. <laughs> Just sneak across the border to Canada. Come over yeah, me. That's true. Okay, so speaking of hot air, we're going to talk cow farts. So apparently, cow farts are helping to destroy this planet. So cow farts are methane emissions, and they're a contributing factor to climate change because the fart traps the sun's heat and warms it. Yes. I just got a visual. So Burger King wants to help the environment and is changing their cow's diet to a low-carb one. They are adding 100 grams of lemongrass to their cow's diet so the cows fart less. So Burger King believes their cows will fart 33% less per day. They worked on this new diet with scientists. Of course, this is very scientific. So Mm -hmm. apparently, 50% to 60% of all methane emissions come from human activities, including farming. So Mm -hmm. Restaurant Brands International, who owns Burger King, said in this statement, If the whole industry from farmers, meat suppliers, and other brands join us, we can increase scale and collectively help reduce 
methane emissions that affect climate change. Uh, they plan to use the fartless beef in their Whoppers in Austin, Los Angeles, Portland, Miami, and New York. So everywhere else, you get the um, get the, the fart. You get the farty Whopper. Yeah. Yeah. But so they're decreasing the cow farts because we know that methane is bad for the sun. Right. Like we know that. And we know that methane is like bad for us because we all know that urban legend about a guy who slept with his door closed and he died because he choked on the methane from his farts. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what about all the methane that's produced when you eat a Whopper or a, or a croissant sandwich? That's a farty sandwich. Or anything at Burger Any, King, yeah. honestly. Chicken just, fries. Just thinking of Burger King makes me have to fart. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. But did you see this commercial about this? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. This commercial. So they put also put out this commercial where Mason Ramsey, he's like that little kid. I think he's like 13 years old. You know, that that country singer who got <gasps> famous from in that viral Walmart? video. Yeah. Of him yes. yodeling at the Walmart. Mm-hmm. So he's like an all white cowboy outfit with a guitar. And he comes out of a cow's ass like a, you know, it's like a painted cow on a wall. But he Michael comes out Stop. of its ass. What? Is this are you, is this real or are you just this making, is 100% is this real okay. no go and watch this so he comes out of the cow's ass singing and he's singing about cow farts destroying the environment when cows fart and burp and splatter well it ain't no laughing matter they're releasing methane every time they do and then he like goes into space and puts on a cow gas mask like and it gets crazier what? And he's singing about cow farts. Yeah. What in the world? I mean, I think I'm going to start huffing cow farts because it's obviously like a serious hallucinogenic. That's what they were huffing when they came up with this concept. <laughs> but um, you don't... Do they have Burger King there? Oh, yeah. We have Burger King. It's do you I eat love, there? I love Burger King. Oh, I love King. it. Are you kidding me? S- but sadly, you're not getting those um, fart-free burgers, fart-free no, Whoppers. We're getting those farty cows. Also, you know what I love so much, by the way, is like, they're like, we're going to give the cows lemongrass, which I associate lemongrass with juice places, like getting like fresh juice or whatever. So like, to me, that's really fancy. How insulting would that be if you were the cow eating the lemongrass and like, they're probably giving you kale and like spirulina shots and stuff. And then you learn that you're about to get k- killed and become a... <laughs> like a triple stacker king or something. At Burger King. At Burger King. Allison and I are now going to go over five stories, starting with the news that uh, it made my pubes go gray and fall off because I'm 95 years old now. Victorian David Beckham's oldest son, Brooklyn Beckham, he's 21. He's a photographer, basically a rich kid with an Instagram page. And now he's engaged to 25-year-old Nicola Peltz. They've been dating for seven months. Now, Nicola Peltz is the daughter of a businessman billionaire, and he basically bought her acting career. Like, she's been in Bates Motel and a Transformer movie. She's also known for being a fucking demon, allegedly. Mm. There's, like, there's stories that um, she came out of the womb being a terror, and that she pushed a nanny down the stairs and tortured the staff and got them fired. So there's rumors that she's still mean. So they got engaged and Brooklyn posted about it on Instagram saying that he proposed to his soulmate and she said yes. A match made in nepotism heaven. Of course. Um, Michael, it's so crazy because I have the transcript of his proposal right here. Would you like to hear it? Oh, yes, I would. Okay. I'm all ears. Okay. 
So he got down on one knee, of course, because he's a romantic. Uh-huh. And then he pulled out a ring that definitely wasn't bought by his parents. And he said, Nicola, if you want to be my wife, you've got to assist me in getting married, where the goal is that two become one. Because he's 50% his mom and dad, after all. And then she probably pushed him down the stairs. Now he's like, I'll wait for you at the bottom. <laughs> okay, Brooklyn is only 21 years old, right? Mm-hmm. He's been dating Nicola for seven months, right? Mm-hmm. He's already calling her his soulmate, her, <laughs> his soulmate. So he's kuchmatized. And they're like, they're probably still in that bliss stage, you know, of a relationship when you're on your best behavior mm-hmm. and you haven't brought out the ugly yet, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm saying, like, if Brooklyn cares about humanity, he needs to learn immediately how to cook and clean so that they'll never have to hire a housekeeper that Nicola will terrorize. That would be his gift to the rest of us. To all of us, yes. Yes. So um, this is good news for you, Allison. Army (laughs) Hammer is single. Army Hammer and his wife of 10 years, Elizabeth Chambers, both filed for divorce. They have two children, Harper Hammer, that poor girl... (laughs) And Ford Hammer, that poor boy. They both put out, you know, the generic breakup statement saying they're going to remain dear friends and co-parents. Mm-hmm. They were in quarantine together in the Cayman Islands where Armin's family lives. But TMZ says that he listed January of this year as their separation date and she listed July of this year. Now, they don't have a prenup, so there could be a legal fight. Mm-hmm. Because if the judge accepts Army's date of January, then that means they would have been married for less than 10 years and she might get less money. And if the judge accepts her separation date, that means she, they've been married for over 10 years so she could get more money. Whatever the case may be, now's your chance, Allison. Yeah, well, I mean, how am I going to get to the Cayman Islands, Michael? Oh, he's not there anymore. He's in the States, I think. So, well, how am I going to get the border? How am I going to get to the States? Our borders are closed. (laughs) Listen, when I heard this news, all I could think of was I guess you could say that he's looking for someone new to nail. Hammer, nail. Yeah, and she's going to be like a 20 year old Instagram model. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Army, do not let me down. It had better be a 21 year old Instagram model. I expect (laughs) nothing less. But, okay, when this news came out, people said that there were rumors of them being broken up for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And I never I never heard anything like that. And this still surprised me because he's, you know, he's, she's like if a Laura Ashley peasant top was a person. And he's like if double pleated khakis from Brooks Brothers were a person. So to me, they went together, like, perfectly. They needed to go to the red table. <laughs> no, for them, it would be like the... Um... They painted gingham. Yeah, I was going to say the gingham table. The, the gingham table, The yeah. green gingham table with the whales on it. We've already, you know, we've already had a Dirty Dancing sequel, a Dirty Dancing musical, a Dirty Dancing reality show, a Dirty Dancing TV show. And now Deadline says that Jennifer Grey has signed on to star and executive produce a dance movie for Lionsgate. So Lionsgate owns the distribution rights for the Dirty Dancing movies. So Deadline thinks Jennifer is going to play Baby again in another Dirty Dancing sequel. Mm-hmm. Someone put Baby in the corner already so she can stop. This is not something we need. No. But, okay, the thing that I read about it was that it's going to be set in the 90s. We know that the original Dirty Dancing was set in the 50s. 
Yeah. And Havana Nights was set in... Uh, the 20s? I can't remember. I'm sorry, Havana Nights. Yeah. No disrespect we, to you, Havana we Nights. Black, we blocked, blacked out that nightmare. Unfortunately. So, but this one says it's going to happen in the 90s, which would mean that uh, Baby is now like a grandma, I guess? Yeah, well, Jennifer Grey is 60 years old. Yeah, like this is going to be really, this is going to be interesting, but I think that the 90s are perfect because... I think we can all agree that there's no dance dirtier or nastier than the Carlton dance. <laughs> That's the most 90s dance I could think of. <laughs> so ba- baby's going to be doing the Carlton. And she's six years old. She, we can't call her baby anymore. Although there was baby Jane. Yeah, and she was old. Yeah, we'll call her baby abuelita. <laughs> so a sealed copy of the original Super Mario Brothers video game for Nintendo from 1985 was sold at auction for $114,000, which set a record. It's in mint condition and has never been opened. The previous record for a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers was $100,000 and $100,150. That's crazy. So I heard that it was an anonymous buyer. Like, they didn't release the name of the person who bought Yeah, who bought on the it. site, yeah, everyone was anonymous. Was yeah, doing. so I feel like later this month we're going to learn that Anonymous Buyer's mom sold their Nintendo game at a garage sale for one ninety nine because she just doesn't know what her son wants to do with these Nintendos. <laughs> <laughs> mom- what kid is, still- is using... <laughs> Moms are always average. selling Nintendos. <laughs> but they paid $114,000 for that, and I bet you'd they still have to blow into the cartridge to get it to work. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that? Oh my God, I hated that. Yeah. Cartridge, yeah. cartridge. <laughs> I, I said car, carridge. Carridge. And also, don't you remember you would blow and then like someone like your sibling or your friend would like rip it out of your hand and be like, you have to blow harder. And they would like just heave into that thing. Are we still talking about the same thing? Are we talking about porn now? <laughs> Dealer's choice, up to you. (laughs) And finally, earlier this year, Erica Badu sold incense that was inspired by the scent of her vagina, or her Midas pussy, as she calls it. And it was made using ash from burning her worn underwear. So she was asked on Twitter if she's got anything for the gays, and she said yes. She's got a new incense coming out in August called Morning Wood. She said the scent is natural sandalwood, resin, with pine and cedar and other things. And it's much better than it's going to be much better seller than her other candle that she tried to release, which is evening half hard dick due to grinder nervousness. Or Coke. Yeah, Yeah, soft dick due to Coke. (laughs) But so it's a long, hard thing that's called morning wood. Keep it away from me because I don't need to get splinters in my ass. the end of this episode if you heard some what what sounds like um an airplane in the in my background that's me i'm about to take a flight after hearing kanye is running for president but no it's probably the gardeners next door so i apologize for that (laughs) michael it's look it's okay you don't have to lie you live under uh you live at the airport now i don't know why that's a joke (laughs) (laughs) I guess I was like picturing that like Tom Hanks I movie. I live in that... a Sparrow, a Sparrow yeah. pizza. <laughs> yeah, you're like I just love Sparrow so much. It was the closest one to me. <laughs> Made the most sense to move there. So if you have um, 
a question for us or a note for us or a tip for us, email us at dtp at delisted.com. dtp at delisted.com. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Michael. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.